Bill Show wish to thank our partners in Positivity primary sponsors. The Roselli Agency, based in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, Brian and his team of insurance professionals have been serving the needs of Chester County for more than two decades. The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in tailoring the right insurance policy for the right client and exceeding expectations every time. to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week combines her powerful voice with a strong work ethic and a passion for helping others into building an incredibly large and growing fan base on social media. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show a dynamic singer-songwriter with a voice that will leave you wanting for more, Bailey James. Bailey, welcome to the show. Thank you. That was very nice. <laughs> You're very welcome. Bill's the master of the intros. He is. So welcome, fellow Pennsylvania girl. It's nice to have you. Thank you. I'm Off excited. Camera, we were just discussing our accents, which Bill and I forget that we have until our guests pointed out. We think we're we think we're being so smooth and they're like, no, you have an accent. I honestly, it wasn't even the accent. It's just the Northern attitude. They're, they're just more blunt and I appreciate it. I actually appreciate it compared to the South. It's funny because like, we don't feel like we're putting that energy out there at all, but it comes across. <laughs> it's fine. I'm used to it. That's so funny. Well, let's, let's go back. Okay. So you grew up in Levittown, right? I did. I grew up in Levittown until I was about uh 11 and then i moved to percocy which is like an hour away near doylestown um but growing up in levittown i honestly listened to country music my entire life my dad's from texas originally and he would play like johnny cash for me in the car and that's where my love for music really started when i was like six or seven listening to like walk the line and Wholesome Prison Blues, which looking back, I don't know why he was playing that for me, but it shaped my music taste and who I am today. He must have just liked it. You know, it's great music. Was there something that ignited you besides listening, you know, to your father's music to start singing? Patsy Cline, actually, when I heard her sing crazy for the first time, I was I was pretty young and the way that she could make you feel exactly how she was feeling in that moment while you were listening to it I thought that's really cool and I want to do something like that and I think also like Taylor Swift from my generation to a lot of females who are in music was like the blueprint you were like I want to be like that so definitely those two things made me want to do music wow yeah the first time I heard Taylor Swift I, I remember thinking oh that's great she's so real 
she yeah. just thinks about what she knows and she's she's really gifted songwriter she gets good hooks tim mcgraw was the first song i think i ever heard and uh my mom was sitting next to me in the car and she's like that's gonna be a hit that's gonna be a hit and it was so yeah followed by many others um right. now, so you've talked about some of the things that kind of got you interested in music and interested in singing when did you know or feel that it was time to make the move to Nashville? And what was that transition like for you coming from the Northeast? So I never really had like the, it's time to move to Nashville feeling. I was about 16 and I actually didn't want to move. I loved my friends. I was like, I had a friend group and I was comfortable where I was at. I was just about to go into high school when I was like don't make me start high school in an entirely new place that's horrible um so I never had that like I'm ready to move to Nashville feeling um I just knew I had to if I wanted to do music it was a really hard transition for me the first day of high school was like that was terrifying for me so I think it's just because I didn't move when I was 18 or 19. It probably would have been different, but I'm kind of grateful because once I spent like a year here, I loved Nashville. Now, I wanted to ask you because as I was watching your videos and listening to you sing, I thought, wow, there is so many nuances in your voice. There's dynamics and there's great power. You were trained classically, correct? In opera? I was. I was trained classically um, by a world-renowned opera singer. I actually got lucky that she lived in my same little town in, like, Percasy. Um, her name's Deanna Reed, and she toured all over the world, Pavarotti and stuff. Wow. Um, if I hadn't been trained like that, I think I started with her when I was about 12, I would have never had the voice I have today. She taught me everything I know about my voice and how to protect it. And obviously along the way, you know, I learned some things by myself, but she really honed me in um, as to the power of my voice and just how to properly use it and not damage it. But what drew you to opera? I mean, was that something your parents looked at and said, oh, wow, you have this capability? Because that's not a, a traditional, most kids are like, oh, I wanna be a pop star. And not that you don't, but it's an interesting choice to get classically trained. So I actually wasn't drawn into it. I had never listened to opera in my life. When I met her, um, she was like, this is who I am and we can do opera pieces. We can also do other pieces. So she was very open to helping me with whatever. But I realized that I did love opera and um, it was just easy to sing. It felt easy to sing. It's obviously not easy to sing looking back, um, <laughs> <laughs> but she she made it fun and she made it simple for me. Um, and she would let me go in there and sing whatever I want and she would play the piano. And I, I think about those days and I'm like, that was really amazing what she did for me. Well, one of the things that I think you've been able to do, and, and I'm sure that that training that you had played a big part in it, but whether it's your voice or, or the sounds or the, the music of, of all your various songs, there's elements of, of country, of rock, of blues, of soul. I mean, it's just a, a, a hodgepodge, if you will, of genres that all come together like very few others can, can even hope to do. And I'm wondering 
asking though, as a songwriter, when you sit down to write a song, does any particular genre come to mind or, or do you just go where the inspiration takes you? So I definitely go where the inspiration takes me. Um, I feel like in the music business for a long time, it was so honed in on what genre are you? Are you a country singer? Are you a pop singer? And recently, I feel like we've really been able to branch out and be like, well, I'm all of these things. I'm an artist. Like, this is what I do. For me, the creative process almost always is like just sitting down, finding a beat or playing the guitar. And actually, when I got away from the guitar is when I started to kind of venture into different genres. When I started working with uh, producers who would make beats and like kind of like more hip hop and R&B based, that's kind of when I started to really experiment. But um, for me, it's just writing down how I'm feeling and however that sounds in the moment. Usually I write a lot of rock when I'm like angry and angsty, um, but it just depends on the day. <laughs> Have you had a chance to work with any other writers while in Nashville? Yes. Yeah. I've been really, really lucky. Uh, I wrote a lot of my songs with Nolan Neal, who passed recently this year, but he was like my music mentor. I met him when I was 16 and at our first write, I was going through a breakup which at that time seemed so catastrophic in my life. I was like, I'm never going to recover from this. And uh, so I walked in and I told him about it. And if I had known who he was now, I would have never told him because he's just him anyway. Um, and we wrote Finally Free that day. And so that was the first song we ever wrote together. And he recorded it for me because he's all, he was also a producer and um I remember him looking at me at the end of the write and being like, I didn't want to write with you today, but I'm really glad I did. Wow. <laughs> How's and that, that just, for honesty? Well, I loved it. I mean, he was from California and I don't know. We just had very similar stories, very similar things happen in our life. Um, and every time, I mean, we wrote The Crow, we wrote I Don't Need Ya, Finally Free, just so many amazing songs together. Whenever I could get him in a room, um, it was really amazing. You know, it's interesting that you brought up Finally Free because I know that you you wrote that. It was inspired by your breakup, but it's also the title of a movement that you're involved with for mental health issues. Can you talk to us about that? Because I know that it was inspired by the tragic loss of your brother Zane and we are very, very sorry for your loss. It doesn't matter how much time has gone by. That's always there. And you've been extremely brave to be public about Thank this. You. Thank you guys once again for uh, talking about it. Uh, gosh, I lost my brother when I was 15. He was 18. He had always struggled with his mental health. Um, and from a young age, I kind of saw it. And I didn't realize at that time what it would do to me when I was older. Um, but when we lost him, you know, my dad, he got just very, very depressed, as one would when you're a parent, you lose a child. And he kind of sunk into alcoholism. And I was still doing music at this point. So I was like really faking it for a very long, long time and going through so much mentally. I mean, I would have like hour-long panic attacks every day and I was just so so depressed and nobody tells you when you're a teenager how to deal with those things so you're just like what's going on what's wrong with me um and I went to the 
kind of group I was working with at the time. And I'm like, can I talk about this with people? Like these people, my fans have never really felt like fans to me because I always talk to them and I feel like they're kind of family in a way. And um, I'm like, I just want to be honest. I don't see any other artists on Instagram talking about their mental health or what's going Like, it's like a kind of like a reel of the best parts of your life. And I don't want it to be like that. And they were like, no, you can't do that. It has to be about the music, you know, people are very uh, judgmental over mental health and we don't want you to be perceived in any way. And so for just a long time, I really struggled silently. And then last year I got diagnosed with OCD, went through a bout with that. Um, and I was like, whatever, I'm done listening to what they have to say. And I was like, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be honest. And I've always told Zane's story, but I've never really told mine. Um, and that's where the finally free movement was kind of born. I was like, I don't, I don't want to lie anymore. And um, I want people to be able to see that I can do all these amazing things and still have mental health struggles. Cause I think sometimes people perceive mental health as something that like you can't do normal things with and do amazing things with. Um, and so that's kind of where it started for me. And it's been really amazing. I mean, people reach out to me all the time and I'm very, very glad that I decided to finally be open about it and transparent. I, I'm glad you did too, because I, as you were saying that people saying, no, don't do this. No, I mean, this is one of the things that art does. It helps yeah. people heal. It helps people relate. I completely agree. And some of my favorite artists personally were always like the troubled souls and the ones who struggle the most because you hear it in their music and you you understand the pain that they're going through so Bailey I just want to say two quick things before I ask my next question and one is I find it a little bit ironic you know that people were advising you not to put that kind of content or those kind of feelings out on Instagram or social media when there's been a lot said and written over the years about how kind of the fake lives and the things that because people only portray happy moments, there's some people watching at home thinking that they're not worthy or that they're something less because they're not living that life that isn't even real. So yeah. to give balance and put reality and truth out there is an incredible service that you're doing to every single person who comes across any of your social media formats, number one. And number two, I would encourage anyone who's watching to go to Bailey's website, and check out some of her podcasts on the Finally Free podcast. And there's one on there that I watched with you and your dad. That yeah, was a that's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, an amazing, open, honest, transparent conversation. So I just want to encourage everyone to go there, check those podcasts out. They're real. And, and I think they're going to help a lot of people. The more people that see them, the more people will be helped. So thanks for putting that out there. Thank you. Thank you, guys. As I said, I was talking about it the other day on my Instagram. I'm trying to be as transparent as possible in a very, very non-transparent world. And it's easy to get sucked into social media, I think, and compare yourself to other people online and want to live this picture-perfect life. But there's a really beautiful thing in being completely yourself. There sure yeah, is. That's part of the being free. That's part of the free, finally free. <laughs> yeah. I'm living my songs out. <laughs> <laughs> well, spe speaking of your songs, there's a new one that's going to be coming out, we believe, on March 17th. Change your yes. number. 
So uh, can you yeah. tell us a little bit about the song and, and what else might be on tap for you the rest of 2023? Yeah, so this song is a little bit of a, a genre change, as I usually do. Um, it's more in the pop realm, but this, I just wanted to kind of show, I'm very sarcastic in real life, which makes some people mad, but it's just who I am. I'm sarcastic and I like to be, and the song is kind of tongue in cheek and I really touch on how toxic I can be in relationships at some points, which everyone can be. It's human nature. Um, and it's just, it's a super fun song and I, I really can't wait for people to hear it. Well, we can't wait to hear it either. Thank now, we, we kind of check out our guests' Facebook pages and we happen to see that before the Super Bowl, someone was donning an Eagles jersey. <laughs> Uh, heartbreaking it was (laughs) it was so heartbreaking do you come back to Pennsylvania a lot and are you going to perform back here yes so actually um I'm coming back to PA in about a month um what the performance I'm actually doing is I'm gonna open for my uncle's band for him (laughs) he is like that uncle that listens to all the 80s hair bands um he's that uncle so I'm doing it for him but I really I come back to visit family and all my family is there so well that's nice that's nice and it's it's obviously music is in the family no (laughs) well not really I mean just my uncle oh just your uncle yeah when me when I came to Nashville for the first time me and him went and played the bluebird and we played the bluebird the first time I was in Nashville and I just I didn't realize how special that was but like he's the one person in my family who really really loves music everyone loves music in my family but there isn't a lot of like singers in my family I'm gonna be careful how I word that if they watch this (laughs) (laughs) that's okay I mean you know people know if they can sing or they can't sing I don't think they'll be offended by it but I'm sure that was a very special thing because that's really cool to have your first experience be at the bluebird cafe it was and now you know the i mean the wait list and just trying to get in there is very very difficult which it should be it's a very special place but i just you don't realize when you're that young what you're doing you're like oh this is cool and this is fun but it was really special before we go how do your friends react to you doing this as a profession i'm just curious so my friends treat me completely well. My friend, I most of my friends are from high school or like before that, and they treat me pretty completely normally and just like every other person, which is good. I want that and I need that. Um, actually, I was just on the phone with one of them last night, and you know, it's just they humble me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they humble me all the time. They let me know when I'm making bad choices and men and bad decisions in music. Because we're just, you know, 20 year olds trying to figure it out. So. Right. And and there's a lot to figure out when you're 20. So it's there's good to have that. people help you keep your feet on the ground. I know. I was 18. Like, I'm going to have it all figured out when I'm 20. I'm not going to have it figured out when I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, sister. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're getting better and better every year, every song, every video. So j- just imagine as the years goes by, you know, the possibilities are endless for you. 
Yeah, thank you. I've been in the studio, uh, luckily working with just some amazing people. So we've been making a lot of new music. So I'm hoping that we will be able to put together an album. That's the real big dream. So, Well, we hope so too, Bailey, because you're super talented. I mean, you really are an artist to watch. So we look forward to seeing when that happens and we wish you all the best in, in realizing that dream to get your album in the can, so to speak. And if you perform in PA, Bill and I are going to have to come and check it out. So definitely yes. let us know. I definitely will. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. And and best of luck, too, with the foundation, with the move, Finally Free Movement. And uh, and again, our our prayers for you and your family. And, you know, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Folks, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. I was so terrified Too scared to say goodbye I didn't ever want to be alone So I let you run my life To keep you from running out Wish you would have let me go love I just kind of want to cut you to the bone.